Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm John Weeks and this is The Leader. It started with the blue ticks. Then came the return of controversial accounts. Then a limit to the number of tweets you can see per day. If you use Twitter, you will have witnessed these changes over the past year after the platform was taken over by Elon Musk in October 2022. But in the wild west that is social media, there's a sort of new kid in town vying to take over the internet's self-proclaimed global town square, and it's the brainchild of Sheriff Mark Zuckerberg. And it's called Threads. Zuckerberg has stopped short of creating a new platform you'll need a fresh account for, though, and is instead linking it with Instagram. If you have an Insta account, you'll log in using that. The new platform launches on Thursday, and on the face of it, based on screenshots, it looks very similar to Twitter. It's described as a place where communities come together to discuss everything from the topics you care about today to what will be trending tomorrow. So, will threads become the new global town square? And do we finally have a worthy Twitter rival? Joining me now is social media consultant and industry analyst Matt Navara. So, Matt, first of all, can you begin just by telling us what we know about Threads so far? Is it essentially just a sort of carbon copy of Twitter? I think um, Meta has been pretty clever and very strategic here in trying to make an app that is very familiar and very similar to what people have experienced with Twitter. It's unashamedly similar in the sense it looks very similar. It has similar features and functionality and people will, if they use it, will feel like it's something that they've used before. And I think they want to give people as little reason to, uh, or give people the most reason to use it as possible and keep it as simple as possible. So I think it will it will look very familiar to a lot of people. Since Elon's takeover of Twitter, we've seen a plethora of alternatives pop up to try and gain Twitter users, the likes of Mastodon and Blue Sky. But does Meta have the monopoly with threads because it'll be linked to Instagram, which obviously so many people already use? I think that they've got the best shot out of all of the apps at the moment in um, in terms of competing um, with Twitter or becoming um, a 
best alternative to Twitter. And for the reason you just mentioned, you know, the the other apps that are out there like Mastodon and uh, T2, Spill, Blue Sky, they all have different things that um, are slightly different from Twitter, but they also share a lot of similarity. But one of the things that they are missing is the the concern or issue that people have on who are on Twitter, that if they leave Twitter, they have to start from zero and they don't have most, most of the people that they're used to seeing on Twitter there already. And there isn't a following for them to kind of connect into and, and get started with. So the, the fact that uh, Meta is tying it to Instagram is a very smart move to give people that kickstart, which is something, and the distribution as well, and the reach that maybe they won't quite get as quickly on the other platforms. But also the downside is that it is a, a Meta app. It's a Mark Zuckerberg production. And we all know that the concerns people have about Meta in terms of its trust and its um, poor track record with um, data privacy. And the question will be how desperate and upset are people um, who are using Twitter that they would um, happily forego these concerns and, and jump to Meta. And I think that's that's the big question in, in all of this. That's it, because it does seem like Twitter users have slowly become more and more frustrated with each new change introduced by Elon. The latest being the tweet limit and having to pay to use TweetDeck. Are we actually seeing people leave the platform as a result of these things? It's really hard to tell because we have to trust to some degree the stats that we are being fed by Elon Musk himself, which inherently has a, a strong bias. But I, th- I think we can safely say from looking at the um, successes so far, um, even though the very limited successes of Blue Sky and, and the others that we've mentioned, in terms of people trying them out at least, and also being quite vocal about their discontent with Twitter and and wanting somewhere else to go because of the things that um, Elon Musk has chosen to do and the changes he's made to Twitter. So it will be tricky to to figure that out. And I think we're not going to know for many weeks or possibly months as to how popular this new Meta app will be. But I think that it has a good shot at, um, you know, bleeding Twitter off some of its users and giving people a a way to to quit Twitter at this time. Um, But as I say, it's that question over the trust of Meta and Instagram versus the discontent um, with with Twitter itself, and, and if you look at the people talking and chatting about this at the moment on on Twitter, there is a lot of people that would be quite happy to uh, uh, accept those um, downsides to this switch um, at the moment, given what's been going on in, in the recent m- months with with Twitter. So, what does Threads need to do to actually get itself in a position where it effectively? does replace Twitter. And do you think it's actually capable of doing that? I think it's got a good shot. It, it's. It, um, I think that um, if it was just another new app from, from Facebook and from Meta, we would probably be saying, you know, the track record of Meta in terms of developing new apps in, in the last couple of years, particularly ones that appeal to a younger audience, has been pretty woeful. You know, they've thrown out all sorts of things and it hasn't particularly hasn't worked particularly well. Um, but I think this one, because of the upset with, with Twitter and Elon Musk, has, has, a, has a better shot. I think that um, what Meta is doing is right in that it's keeping it very familiar, very simple, very similar to what we're used to on, on Twitter already. It's giving people that kickstart while connecting it to Instagram. So the con- some of the content and the people that you want to connect with already are there or will be easy to find. And I think it, it just needs to keep things as simple as possible and give people something that they can easily kind of port across and carry on where they left off. And, and it does look like much of the functionality and the features
pictures of threads will mirror that of, of the Twitter experience. And, uh, and Mark Zuckerberg seems fairly confident that he can do something here. He's making a, a bet here. And he said previously that he felt that Twitter really should be a multi-billion platform and it hasn't been effective at, uh, at becoming that big platform. And, and I guess he thinks he can do something better. Let's take a break now. In part two, Matt explains what Meta has to gain from setting up yet another social media platform. So I think that they see an opportunity to have another multi-billion user platform that Twitter has never managed to scale to be. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Elon Musk has blamed data scraping by AI for putting Twitter under too much strain and therefore having to bring in these paywalls and limits on the site. Is that something Meta will have to deal with too, with threads? Um, It will potentially, but I think, you know, Twitter has up until now been quite an open platform and, and it has had a lot of benefit from being as open it has as it has been and providing people with the the ability to kind of have their tweets embedded around the the social web and around the web in general and and making it as easy to to log into and 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 see the content view the content and post content but you know we're seeing with reddit as an example who's also you know tightening up its api as has elon musk with twitter but facebook and and instagram have less of that issue because of the way that the, the platform has been less open to kind of make and making its content available if you set privacy settings on there. And I think that some of the features we'll see with threads will have similar privacy options for, you know, whether you share a post with friends or with everybody or or not, and will, you know, that will be something that will be controlled by individual users. But we've also got to remember as well that Twitter isn't hasn't got as much money and uh, and technology and investment behind it as, as as the scale that Meta has. And so it has a greater capability and and bankroll to be able to shield itself from some of these challenges that Elon Musk alleges have caused so many of the problems that have led to the changes that have upset people recently. And we know with these new social media platforms, people tend to follow the big names. What will it take for the major news outlets, brands, celebrities to take up threads as the new Twitter? I think that people, again, it's similar to what to users. They want to have the reach that they're used to getting on, on Twitter. Um, they want to have some of the core functionality, like for brands, it will be the ability to promote content and advertise and, and reach audiences. They'll want the platform to have other 
brands and great creators and, and, and safe content. I think that's one of the issues that Twitter's struggling with at the moment in terms of its brand safety record and, and the issues that you know, Musk has caused by some of the decisions he's made. And they'll want to feel that it, it has the ability to continue what it has been doing on Twitter in terms of that reach and that brand safety up, up until Elon Musk, of course, carries through and is, is something that they can um, have on, on this new Threads app. I think that the initial play by Meta won't be a case of trying to make money from anybody, they'll be forgo that for the sake of getting lots of people on there. And I, we know from um, insights from people who, including myself, that we know that they've been contacting big name celebrities and creators already to warm them up to get them on the platform. So when you arrive there, there's going to be um, some of these um, great pieces of content and great creators and great brands there ready to go. So they've done their homework here, and uh, and it's now a case of how does it play out and how many people can be tempted across. And, and stick with it. And, and it's the traction. It, there'll be a lot of people that try it out early on, but it's whether they are still there in three, six, 12 months time. Obviously, Meta already owns Facebook, already owns Instagram, WhatsApp. What does it have to gain from taking on Twitter in this way and coming up with a new social media platform? Well, Twitter's always had this kind of outsized level of influence and kind of impact in, in social media. It's quite unique in, in, in comparison to most other platforms because of its real-time nature and its text, predominantly text-based um, um, sort of format. And um, it, uh, Facebook and Meta will be keen to see if they can take that space on themselves because there's a lot of people that want a news platform, want a place to discuss real-time social content, you know, what's going on in the news, what's going on in the world, being that cultural lightning rod of activity that um, Twitter seems to have dominated but hasn't really exploited and leveraged quite to the level that maybe people expected it to. So I think that they see an opportunity to have another multi-billion user platform that Twitter has never managed to scale to be. So, you know, Mark Zuckerberg has previously been quoted as saying that um, Twitter's management have been like driving a clown car into a gold mine in, in the sense they haven't really done what they needed to do to make it successful and that they've made foolish decisions. And, and he believes that uh, people are crying out for a sanely managed network, which I think is a, a sharp dig at, uh, at Elon Musk. And he's actually responded to that this morning with a, a dig back saying that this is the sanely uh, managed social network with a sarcasm in, in the tone of voice there. So I think we're, the most interesting thing in the next 24, 48 hours is to see what Elon Musk does and his reaction, because he has a, a tendency to be quite petty and petulant. And uh, we'll see what, what reaction we get from him any time now, I would imagine. Pick up the Evening Standard newspaper for more news, interviews and analysis or go to standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. Thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of The Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.